Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. So happy that you can join me on this Friday quickie episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. If you are new to the show, this is an additional bonus episode that I am now, I'm going to say sometimes do. I've been doing it all the time, so I feel like this is actually part of the gig now. Uh, it's usually an episode where I get to catch up with the uh, last minute Q&A comments, Twitter stuff, Facebook messages that you send me, because often... I have a a bit of a nine-to-five job, so sometimes I try and pre-record some of my episodes, and then I want to jump on and say something, but it feels like it's three weeks later. So it's really nice to be able to bring you the Q&A responses and uh, just certain things that are a bit more timely than other emails that I receive. So I am delighted to be able to share this very well, sometimes fast. I say very fast. And last week it was like 19 minutes. So who knows how long it will go. Just decide on the day. So very uh, busy. I've been very busy. There's been lots happening. And one thing I wanted to talk with you today about is a bit of a project I'm working on. A bit of a pet project, I suppose. How many more pet projects do you think I can cram into my life? My husband asks me. Crazy. I've been working on a very short sassy video series that I thought might be a nice way to introduce new listeners to me and uh, to see my face. I do have a face. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you probably would have seen me posting every episode. I post a little video update, about a minute and a half of just me saying, hello, here's what's happening on the show today. And it always gets a nice response. And if you don't know much about my background, I come from a television presenting background. So look, I'm comfortable on the camera. I, I'm fine chatting to a camera. I do enjoy it slightly. And I actually was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago and she said, why haven't you done more videos to help people with the bride chiller stuff? And I actually went, you know what? It's a really good idea. This is why friends are great. They tell you what to do and you go, great, I'll have that. Thank you. I shall make a video series. So it's a free video series that I've created about becoming a bride chiller. It's five episodes. They're about six minutes each. It's not long. It's not a big commitment. You can watch it while you're on the toilet for all I care. I mean, a lot of people do do watch things. Do do? That was a bad turn of phrase. A lot of people do watch things on the can. My husband, Rich, he probably would be horrified of me telling you this. He plays chess on his iPhone on the toilet. And I'm always like, Rich, are you all right in there? Is there a problem? And he's like, I'm playing chess. So um, <laughs> he will die that I just told you that. Anyway, I've created this series and I would love your feedback. As a performer, as someone who is a career, you know, big mouth, I'm used to receiving feedback and direction. And I would sort of say this is in beta mode at the moment. I just want to put it out there and get some ideas about what you think, what I should change. Because basically, I'd like these videos to be an introduction to what I do, the podcast. And because you've listened to the show before, or maybe you're new and you're going, what's all this, what's this girl all about? I thought the video might be a good introduction to me and becoming a bride chiller. It's really easy. All you need to do is visit savethedatepodcast.com slash video and you can sign up and I will send you the videos daily. 
uh, in a non-obtrusive, non-salesy, because it's free, there's nothing to sell, way. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think. I've had really, I've had a lot of fun making them and probably spent too much of my free hours when I should be doing other things. But it's a marketing thing. I'm promoting the business. I'm trying my best. I wanted to send a big special thank you and hello to lovely listener Cliff, who left me a wonderful iTunes review. Can I just read it for you to you? Because I think it's great. He says, uh, and I love this, Alicia is fucking hilarious, but he has put little stars in the fuck because iTunes won't let you swear. Fine. Her humor cuts through all the stress of planning a wedding and lets you be a bride chiller, or in my case, a groom chiller. The podcast is very inclusive, and that makes this gay man very happy. Keep up the good work, Alicia. Cliff, cheers, a big one. That's very delightful. And I'm glad. I mean, my big thing is I I believe in marriage for all and I try and be as inclusive as possible. I know I talk about being a bride chiller all the time, but you get me, Cliff. I love that. Groom chiller all the way. And also, Cliff gets double gold stars because he also left a fabulous photograph on the Save the Day Wedding Podcast Facebook page. And that is a Seinfeld groom's cake. It was a photo of oh, my dream cake. Honestly, if if I'd seen that before, I love the cake we had at our wedding. Cake Inc., an amazing cake-making uh, duo slash stationery-making duo. They have gone off on Instagram. I was following their stuff the other day and going, Jesus Christ, they've got like 300,000 followers. They're amazing. If you haven't followed, it's cake underscore ink on Instagram. They're amazing truly. But I would have gotten them to make me a Seinfeld cake as well as the amazing cake. I would have had two cakes because you can never have too many cakes. Put that on a t-shirt. Quick update on an email that Rich and I read out a couple of weeks ago on the podcast where we were obsessed. We still are. I'm not going to get over it that quickly with Making a Murderer on Netflix. If you haven't watched that yet, can I suggest you to spend some time and think about our justice system, our international justice system, really? But it was amazing, and we were right in the heart of watching it, and we received a wonderful uh, question from Kirsten, and she lives in Wisconsin. And in Wisconsin, I was like, oh, that's the state where Making a Murder is on. And so she... <laughs> She wrote back after hearing the podcast and she says, ah, I cannot contain my excitement after hearing your podcast and seeing your email because I wrote back to her. And she says, yes, I am from Wisconsin. So sorry to disappoint, but not Manitowoc County where making a murder is setting. Set it. Setting? Set it. Set. Jesus. I'm so excited reading this. I can't speak. But I so loved your connection because sitting here in the middle of the US, you seem so far away in Australia. That's where we were recording the episode and the UK. And basically, we are super connected and nearly best friends because you're watching a show about my state, right? Right? Hashtag virtual bridesmaid. So yes, we are pretty much BFFs and you are gorgeous. So I wanted to say a big thank you for replying to me and putting up with my shit of suggesting just because I'm watching a program about something that happened in your state that that isn't small-minded of me. There it is. <laughs> we, it, you know, whenever we get asked, it's really funny when you meet people that know someone from Australia and we live in London. So London is huge and you never see anyone you know in the streets. Whereas when I'm home in Tasmania in Australia, it's a very small town. You walk down the street and you're like, hello, hello. There's someone I went to high school with. There's someone I went to uni with. That guy's my dad's doctor. It's just such a local feeling. So it's quite nice um, having that sort of feedback from you. And it really did make me giggle. So thank you so much again 
You're a gorgeous, gorgeous listener. Now, I wanted to share, uh, look, so many Q&A questions coming your way. I wanted to share this one from the lovely Steph. She says, hi, Alicia. I feel a little silly doing this, but you're always saying how much you love hearing from bride chillers. So I thought I'd get in touch. OMGs, please don't feel silly. It's a maze. I absolutely love your podcast. Before my man popped the question, I had really never uh, thought about getting married as a priority in my life. Can I just break in? I'm just going to interrupt myself and say there are so many wonderful listeners that contact me with the same quote. They don't, they're not people that have grown up dreaming of a white wedding. I certainly wasn't. I've lost my place now. Excuse me while I find it again. So she says, uh, <laughs> I'm just so over the moon because I'm getting to spend the rest of my life with my best friend and the best bloke I have ever known. So many questions from people that I have no answers to. I was overwhelmed. About six months ago, months after we got engaged, I found your podcast and it really helped me put so many things together. It helped me realize the parts of the day that are important to us and really just made me feel happy about planning this day rather than feeling sick. Oh no, I have great girlfriends, but they live around the world and none are married. So your advice has been really invaluable. Please keep up the great work. I love the totes. And I'm going to buy one for each of my bridesmaids to fill with goodies on the day. You're the best. You're the best, Steph. And I'm so grateful for your honesty and also just being well available to make a comment like that. It's really good to hear that not everyone has the same dreams about weddings and same feelings about weddings. And I think sometimes we can place guilt on ourselves because we are completely, and this is grooms as well, completely manipulated by press and media and Pinterest to go, you should be feeling a certain way. I think it comes to people around with people that also don't have that huge outspoken desire to have kids. It's just that people think that you should be doing things at a certain time or you should be acting a certain way because that's how we've always been told to act a certain way. Rich and I were really surprised about how many people, when we went back to Australia, were straight into the baby questions. Now, yeah, I am getting on, okay? I get it. I'm in my mid-30s, things will eventually shrivel up and not work. But I'm not gagging for it. And it's just interesting. I've not ever had that sort of, um, I'm saying I don't have a desire to have a kid. I'm just not really outspoken about it. It's just how I am. One day, I'll just turn up and I'll be nine months pregnant and go, or I would have just popped out a kid quietly and go, oh, by the way, we had this kid. There it is. You won't be hearing me talking about it too much. But that's just me. Some people love talking about all that shit. I'm sure you've got a lot of Facebook friends that really tell you all the minutiae of their life. And uh, sometimes that's a bit sad. So, Steph, I want to say thank you very much for saying that so openly. And also, I'm glad that I have been able to provide you with a bit of a window into a world that you are interested in and motivated by when it comes to weddings. Because it's sometimes hard to find your niche or your niche when it comes to wedding stuff. What I do love, and I want to remind everyone, is that like podcasts, there are wedding blogs and other wedding sort of uh, publications out there for so many different specific interests, needs, cultural backgrounds. And if you look through the back catalogue of this wedding podcast, you will totally see I'm trying to interview such a broad range of people. And what I love is 
from the very first couple of episodes that I produced, you know, I tried, I got Cat Williams, who produces a fabulous blog called Rock and Roll Bride. So if you're a bit edgy, you like a bit of, you know, tattoos, colored hair, a bit grungy, rock, whatever, she's the gal for you. You you know, she's got a, a complete following of people that love that sort of aesthetic look and also are, a, you know, pretty relaxo, chill bunch of people. They're great. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Maggie from Rustic Wedding Chic. Okay, so she's completely aesthetically the opposite of Kat and what she produces um, with rusticweddingchic.com. You know, so hers is all sort of country and pretty and burlap and bunting and all that sort of stuff. And then you can go into more specific areas um, like a practical wedding. That was such a popular couple of episodes I produced. And a practical wedding is with Meg, who I interviewed. She's the founder of a practical wedding. And she was sort of the first and probably is still the biggest independent wedding blog but also she's expanded into talking about feminist issues about same-sex rights and issues when it comes to equality um it's great so what i wanted to remind you is that it's lovely you found me and i'm so delighted that so many people have continuing to write me wonderful reviews and send me these lovely emails but also if you haven't quite found your your area of interest with a theme or something that really highlights what you want to present aesthetically, especially when it comes to your wedding. I'm pretty sure there's something out there for you. And if not, well, you write me an email and I'll try and point you in the right direction because gee whiz, I've got a lot of blogs under my belt. (laughs) Alrighty, I have one last question I would like to answer on today's show. And I have been asked, I just actually recorded this and then I went to the bottom of the email. I have to come back and re-record this because she's asked to be anonymous. And I read it and I was like, doing my answer. And then I realized I kept saying her name because I'm a dickhead, honestly. So this is, oh gosh, I almost said her name again. I'm going to call her Jane. There we go. Uh, Alicia, love your podcast. And can I just say, you're going to see why she wants to remain anonymous. You've given us some awesome advice on planning our wedding. My fiance and I have decided on having a small destination wedding, hopefully under 70 next year. That's good. Still a lot of people to go to destination. Can't wait to hear where you're going. Here is our problem that I've stumbled upon and I don't know what to do. One of my fiance's groomsmen has an awfully trashy girlfriend. I've met her once and it's all I needed to see. I love it. You're very sassy. Gee, don't cross Jane because one, no, look, look, let's just carry on and you'll see why she's saying this. We met her at our engagement party and she came blacked out and possibly on drugs. Here are some things she did at my party. She stole my guest's food. She ate cake with her chips. That's weird. Jumped into conversations, kind of swaying around and speaking gibberish, etc., etc. Totally inappropriate behavior. Totes inappropriate. My guest and I were so uncomfortable around her. She ended up being the talk of the night. (laughs) Our wedding will be an open bar, bar event, so I am even more scared that she'll behave the same way she did on the night of our engagement party. I'm not sure what to do about this situation. Is it okay not to invite her because she's given us such a bad first impression? If it was a bigger wedding, I'd consider extending an invite because I probably wouldn't see her in a sea of guests, but it's going to be a small affair with our fairly conservative families. I'm not sure if I can be totally bride chiller about this. Any advice? 
I'd like to remain anonymous. There you go. So I've just got to that bit. Best and thank you. Much love. <clears throat> Someone, I'm going to call her Jane. Okay. It's really funny that you say this because I <laughs> I was talking to a friend while we were in Australia about a very similar situation. And if you've listened to the podcast before, there was a very popular um, message uh, email I received a couple of months ago from Alicia, who had a similar situation where she didn't like her maid of honours. She didn't appreciate her maid of honours boyfriend's behaviour. So I think it always comes down to this. I'm going to repeat a couple of my opinions that I've said before, but more specifically to your area, Jane, and that is that it. I would want to know how long that you're groomsman the friend because he's a groomsman he's not just a guest how long they've been going out and the prospect of them possibly breaking up before your wedding that's awful that I'm wishing someone breaking up with someone else but it would really help you out of this situation etiquette wise I do think it's important that you have a discussion with the groomsman perhaps quietly and just say we are really concerned with her behavior and it's you know important that she behaves if she ends up coming to the wedding because um, you don't want to be worried about someone. I know, and I've said this in the videos that I just recorded, so it's very clear and clear in my mind that if there's someone you do have to fake smile to on your wedding day, then they shouldn't be there. And it sounds like she has totally blown her chances of being an adult at a, a party and behaving in a way that's not... I mean, who's eating chips? Who's eating cake with chips? That's something I would have done... Would I have ever done that? Maybe when I was 17 and off my rockers. But, you know, probably not responsible behavior for an engagement party. And especially when you are there with family and friends and it's a nice event where everyone's behaving well and then she's eating cake with chips. Chips with cake. I said it again. So I do think it's important if you definitely don't want to invite her. I think you probably are going to have to have some sort of discussion with the groomsmen to say, listen, pal. Your lady, she's off the list because you don't want to cause friction inadvertently with guys uh, and your the groomsman and your partner and his bridal party because although guys often, and I'm going to generalize here, but I think it's probably warranted in a way, a lot of guys are hurt and then don't say anything about it. And you don't want to come, just because this chick's been a bit off, bit off kilter at your engagement party, you don't want this to then deeply affect your partner's relationship with his groomsman because... You don't just pick a groomsman because he's some rando bloke. It, this is obviously someone that's important in your husband-to-be's life. So I do think initially, yes, we say probably don't invite her, find a way to be nice about it, be kind and think of a way that you can, if you do exclude her from the guest list, doing this in a way that's not going to be mean and awful. Not that I'm expecting you to be mean and awful, but I think that there are ways to not invite someone without without it being, you know, a harrowing event for everyone. So here are my homework for you, Jane, and that is I would like you to talk to your partner. I would love if you could write back to me or leave me a voice message, maybe using a different voice if you want to be anonymous. No one's going to hear. Honestly, just call yourself Jane. I would like to hear what your hubby-to-be thinks about this scenario. Because again, it takes two to tango and it's important that you both agree with the course of action because if you de-invite this person and then your husband sort of says, "Uh, but my groomsman's going to be devo about it, 
this he might not come to the wedding and then it causes huge shit fight then maybe it's better to have her along and just keep her quiet and make sure she's on her good best behavior also if you're particularly ballsy and you feel like you can have a nice confrontation with her maybe you could ask to have a cup of coffee a la like they do on the real housewives and sit down this takes balls by the way and say listen i would love you to come to the wedding but I felt you behaved quite inappropriately at the engagement party. All of you at home are going, no way is she going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with this bitch. There's no way it's happening. I just had to put it out there just in case. The other thing, as I always like to remind people, that if it's a destination wedding, she perhaps, although if her partner's a groomsman, it's probably not going to happen, but she perhaps will go, I don't want to go. This is, this is too much money for me to do it or I can't get time off work or I have other events or engagements. But again, if she's deeply connected to this man, which sounds like she is, she's boning this guy, then she's probably coming to the wedding. So I would really like, I think this is a great Friday quickie because I would like to hear your feedback, my dear listeners, my bride chillers, groom chillers, and hear what you think. Would you just de-invite this person because she ate cake with chips i said it correctly this time and she was swaying i mean she sounds like a bit of a booze hound she sounds like she's maybe got some issues with uh, containing her alcohol not being too you know we've all swayed at a party there's no doubt maybe she just made bad choices on the night of your engagement party i don't want to judge this girl because i have been that swayy girl and thought that i was really in control but i haven't eaten cake with chips chips with cake Although it does sound delicious. All right, look, I'd love to hear your feedback. Jane, I'd like you to get in touch with me. You know who you are. And I'd like to hear a little bit of feedback about what your partner thinks. Because then I can give you a proper, 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 proper answer. There it is. If you would like to subscribe to the video that I was talking about earlier, savethedatepodcast.com slash video. Simply put your name and address in. And at the same time, you will be subscribing to my newsletter. It's not an harassy. I don't sell you anything. It's just me in text form once a week. Promise. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on that as well. Or if you have someone you'd like to share the video series with, perhaps someone that's newly engaged or someone who just would enjoy seeing my face. <laughs> oh, add it to the list of weird things I've said in this episode. Uh, send them. Send them the link. Share it. And I will send you a big fat kiss. All right. Until Monday's episode of the Save the Date Wedding podcast, which is featuring Black Sheep Bride Danielle Calhoun. She's amazing. It will motivate the shit out of you to actually give back when you are planning your wedding. It's all about, you know, I've talked a lot about ethical weddings and environmentally friendly weddings. This is also about giving back to the community and finding little ways that you can make big differences. I'm so excited to share that with you and hear your thoughts on that topic. This hasn't been very quick, but it has been Friday. All my love, happy days. Are you enjoying today's show? Are you enjoying it so much that you'd like to give me some money? <laughs> there she is, laughing at her own jokes. I'll tell you what, my landlord would really appreciate you supporting the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Podcasts are free and that's what's amazing about them, but producing it is not from my end. You got your hosting expenses, you got your various other administration expenses, all this sort of stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's all very boring. So I ask you this, instead of purchasing that next wedding magazine or three cups of coffee when you don't need it, maybe you could send that money my way. Visit savethedatepodcast.com slash support and uh, support me. Support me. I'm like a 38-year-old man that doesn't want to move out from his parents' home. <laughs>
See, I'm laughing at my own jokes again. Jesus. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.